0: Hello, welcome to today's episode of Juicing the Numbers, your statistics and sports podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Tracy.
1: And I'm Corwin Heller.
0: And uh, I don't know what we're talking about today. This is a Corwin Heller original happening right here. So Corwin, why don't you explain Ooh. to the folks at home and me what the fuck we're doing today?
1: So I guess the backstory to this is I didn't know what else to come up with for today's episode. And I was sitting around and I was... Th- seeing on the news how everyone was freaking out about COVID-19 and what's going to happen when nobody's in the fans or nobody was in the stands. Uh, And I was like, well, what if there was just less teams? And uh, I don't know why that would be a solution to this problem, but that was the thought that came to mind. So I was like, all right, what if instead of having 30 teams, we had one team per division just as kind of mini all-star teams? Um. So what I did was I basically made teams for each division, three per conference, um, three per league, excuse me. Um, And I had just a few little rules. Uh, Every team must have one position player. Every team must have at least one pitcher. Uh, You know, you got catcher through right field and a DH for the American League. Got five starting pitchers, a setup man, and a closer. Uh, I originally was going to do five relief pitchers as well, but that just ended up being a bunch of honestly not that great relief pitchers that just weren't even worth talking about. So we went with this. Well, I went with this instead. So I figured let's talk about it. This was really fun to make.
0: All right, let's fucking dig into it.
1: All right, you got it open? Yes, sir. Cool, cool, cool. I figured we could start with the AL East because that's kind of your... Wheelhouse, good way to get started. And honestly, this one was probably the hardest one to do
0: because we're all so talented, or because the Orioles have been dragging this down.
1: Uh, well, partially because there's a lot of really good players in the AL East, and because there's some teams with no good options pretty much anywhere, and you got to fit them in somewhere, and making those sacrifices sucks um so you want to just jump in go right down the list
0: yeah yeah yeah. let's get started
1: so i don't have all of their rosters up anymore so only some of these positions i'm going to be able to remember everyone i was debating back and forth with uh that's just the way it's going to go i don't want to have 30 rosters open in front of me and that would take forever yeah so to start things off at catcher we have gary sanchez new york yankees uh, I don't think there's any doubt that he's the best catcher in the AL East. You know, you could probably have some more defensive options in there like Christian Vasquez, but, I mean, I don't think this one was up for much debate.
0: I would tend to agree with
1: you. Yeah. Um, unless we have, uh, just to say, if, unless we have anything to debate, I figured we'd just move right on through these because there's a lot of people to get through. Oh, yeah, future. sure, sure, sure. Totally with right. it. First base, we have Trey Mancini. Um, this one was actually kind of tough because he's not typically a first baseman, but he played 56 games there last season. Uh, which was good enough for me because I really didn't want to have to stick him in right field. Uh, and there really is no other standout first baseman in the AL East. Um, um I know Luke, Luke Voigt South is very don't good. have
0: one, yeah, Luke Voigt's good on the yankees when he's healthy mm-hmm. um the blue jays it's justin smoke still i guess or him or rowdy Toles.
1: i think it's travis shaw well i guess now it is yeah yeah
0: um and then that leaves the rays who have
1: uh, i think g-man Choi. oh yeah you're right you are right
0: yeah um and honestly a lot with options. you trying to bias it towards the orioles because they need to have a player somewhere. Mm-hmm. I think I would also go Trey Mancini for that. So, yeah, I got yeah. it.
1: My God, like the Orioles, like they might win three games this year. They have nobody.
0: Three games in the first week, though.
1: <laughs> we'll see about that.
0: They're winning, they're winning 100 games this year. Like, I don't know how anyone sees it any other way.
1: <laughs> uh, Josh, I will give you $1,000 if the Orioles win 100 games this year.
0: I wonder how much while you're talking, I'm going to like look up what the, what, if if there's a, if there's a, a a betting line on that right now.
1: (laughs) Fair enough. All right. Next up is second base. We have DJ LeMahieu. Um, and then shortstop, we have Bo Bichette. I was kind of torn. These were the last two positions I had to fill. Uh, I knew I needed one from the Yankees or I wanted to put one from the Yankees, one from the, uh, Blue Jays in there. Um, this was really a Glaber Torres, DJ. LeMayhew, or a Bobbaette, Kavan Biggio I know Haven't Glaber been... and LeMayhew are better than both. But in this scenario, since Glaber isn't going to be able to play the Orioles a billion times per season, he's going to miss out on hitting, you know sixty home runs right there. So I gave it to Bobbaette. I think he's going to have a phenomenal season, and that gives us a chance to have DJ LeMayhew in there.
0: I love this rationale. Perfect.
1: I also spelled Lemayhu wrong, but whatever.
0: Ah, there's too many letters. <laughs>
1: um, And then third base, Rafael Devers. Um, I also debated putting Vlad in here because the man is going to be a superstar, but technically we haven't seen it yet, and Rafael Devers has already kind of had his breakout season this past year, uh, so definitely had to do it there. Uh, left field, we got Mike Stan. Because uh he is so far and above any other left field in this division. It's stupid. Uh center field, honestly, kinda bare. Um, I was stuck between Brett Gardner and Jackie Bradley Jr. Uh as much as I would have or it would have been nice to have uh that defense in there with JBJ. Um, you know, the bald, tiny white guy is kinda fun. So I, I put him there. I also thought about uh, Aaron Hicks, but with him going to be out the majority of the season, uh, it just didn't feel genuine. Uh, right field, the Tampa Bay Rays have their man, uh, Austin Meadows, and right field. Uh, you know, Aaron Judge, he's better than Austin Meadows, uh, but the Rays really don't have Anyone else of note? So, uh, I had to squeeze him in there. And then to fill out the batting order, we have JD Martinez at designated hitter. Again, uh, far and away the best guy there at his position.
0: Yeah, that's fair.
1: Any questions, comments, or concerns about the AL East batters?
0: No, I guess, uh, you know, we could see Wander Franco end up taking over the shortstop spot here at some point if he ends up living up to the hype. Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess no. I that that's really the only contribution I had because that's another Ray. Um, yeah, True. no, that that's it. Right,
1: so, so, what would you go. think? Hold on, real quick. Uh, what would you yeah. think
0: of uh, as as a concept? So, treating this like a revamped version of the All Star Game, where it's All like right. a series, like because doesn't the NHL do that where it's like Metro Team against. Um, uh, at, uh, Atlantic team and then the winner of that faces off against the winner of the um, West or not the West the Pacific team against mm-hmm. the um, uh, what's that fourth division called Central Central um, like what if the MLB did it like this like um, the top top division in terms of um, overall record divisional record gets a buy so let's say the AL East gets a buy and then the AL Central has to play the AL West and in a like a like you know maybe maybe it's a full-length baseball game but no one cares or maybe it's a shorter baseball game where still no one cares and mm-hmm. then like the winner of the al central versus the aos has to face the winner uh has to face the al east and then the winner of that goes on to face whoever won the same exact setup in the national league
1: would absolutely love it i, I think that would, would be too. so cool
0: because uh, I, right. I love
1: that the nhl does that i think oh, that makes so it much so fun. much more fun yeah And plus you get to see, you know, you get to see more guys playing it. And it's one of those things where, yeah, not all of these guys are going to be actual all-stars. I honestly don't know how many names are even on this list. Not all of them are deserving of all-stars. Trey Mancini, Burt Gardner, no offense, guys, but you're not all-stars. But if this was just another thing they added on, Uh, without the title i'd fucking love it
0: uh you have 93 cells with people's names in it but since there's a one sub with three names i'll say 95 names total
1: all right don't don't spoil that one cell
0: i will not (laughs) uh yeah let's be told just just one final thought on it if they were to do shorter like sprinted games you Mm -hmm. know like you know just just fewer innings like three or four innings Okay, I was gonna ask five or seven cause seven I, feels like if you're gonna keep it that high, why'd you even
1: shorten it? Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I was skewing towards five. So to hear you around that ballpark makes me feel like like four four or five's the right number.
1: i i it's one of those things where like I would love to see these be actual longer games, be more fair and all that. But at the same time, With six teams, if you're trying to do this in one day, that's a lot of baseball. You got to keep it short. You know, it's, I don't know. There's a lot of ways you could do this if it's like a week long series. Oh, God, no. Keep it long. That'd be great. But, you know, know, (laughs) I think we have a future episode where we design this and that would be fucking cool as shit. How would you feel if
0: every at bat during this game was bases loaded?
1: Oh, my God. Right? That would be horrifying but also amazing or if like the inning started with bases loaded
0: that's what i'm saying like every every single batter batted with the bases loaded
1: that'd be crazy
0: so you just like keep taking dudes and just like throwing them on base because it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. and then like you know you get a single like there's actually some strategy there like you're gonna send two or you you're gonna send one like who's on the base pads you know same question if you hit a double like is the guy from first gonna go they'll Mm -hmm. make the scores ridiculously high which is what i think most people want to see for an all-star game
1: and like um, grand rule doubles are now like super shitty to get instead of you know regular doubles whole oh yeah fucking monstrosities every time mm-hmm. we should be the commissioners of baseball
0: dude let us I run the happily take game.
1: that joint lo- that joint role
0: i would love this yeah i've just designed my ideal all-star game
1: <laughs> all right you ready to move on to pitchers for the al east
0: yeah yeah, yeah. let's hear them
1: uh, this is p- honestly, I think the most loaded division with pitching. Uh, may maybe not the most loaded, uh, overall, but as far as this scenario, it's nuts how every team has an ace. Uh, Orioles close enough. Yeah, um, and I really wish this was the first time. Well. I don't want to say that was the first time, but this was definitely a big time where I was like, damn, I really wish I didn't have to include every team because, you know, losing out on James Paxton, Mashiro Tanaka, just Tyler Glass now, like it you're shorting guys that should be in it. But uh just to go down the list, we have Garrett Cole, Chris Sale, Blake Snell, Hinjin Rue, and John Means. Uh that's a pretty fucking dope starting five. You know, you got four aces in there plus a young guy who's uh, he was an all-star last year, right? Who? John Means? John Means. Yeah, he was. Uh, You know, top three finish and rookie of the year. Uh, You know, by all means, a step below the rest of the guys on this list, but still a a very good pitcher and um, one of the better, you know, number five starters in this uh, little exercise we did. Um, But that it was a lot of it's really cool if we were able to see uh, these five in a rotation.
0: Oh well, this would be a world beater of a of a rotation, which is why we'll never see it together.
1: I oh, don't know. The Yankees could unload some of those uh, those bills in their pockets.
0: Some of those dollary dues. dollary dues. Do they call uh, them down. On
1: that? We, we don't call them that. Yeah. Uh, and then I had a, for... I was
0: talking to a friend um, the other day because I'm I'm going to Cuba in a few months for for the people now you know and um he was like what do they use down there and i was like oh they use the the cuban peso." and he goes uh oh is that different from the uh the mexican one and i looked at him and go is the canadian dollar different than the american one and he was like oh yeah good point good point good point
1: good on him for taking that in stride yeah, yeah. there's definitely a lot of people i know that would have been like oh well you know it's you never know uh.
0: <laughs> yeah no he he owned it
1: um do you want to do starting pitchers and relievers separately or just talk about all the pitchers at the end? It doesn't matter.
0: It, it really doesn't. Dealer's choice.
1: All right. Let's just talk about uh, Brandon Workman and Aroldness Chapman as the setup and closer for the AL East. Um, originally, I had it where when I had all five relievers up there, it was going to be each team has to have one starter and one reliever. But again, that there's a lot of bad players that would have made this list and just wasn't about it. So Araldness Chapman, very clearly the closer here. Brandon Workman was kind of a, I guess he's the next best guy in the division. Uh, I know Ken Giles was up there. Um, The Rays have with their openers and long relievers. There's a lot of options there, but,
0: yeah, you also could have gone back to the Yankees and taken one of Zach Britton or Adam Adovino.
1: Yeah, very true. But yeah. uh, I, I didn't want to double up on relievers from one team, even though I would rather have Adovino, rather have Britton over Workman any day.
0: No, I I, 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 I get the rationale here. Uh, uh, Diego Castilla of the Rays is also a great choice. He's he's yeah,
1: awesome. He was on the list before I cut it down, but uh, I just...
0: I get where you're working with here though. Yeah. So all right, let's move on to the central then.
1: All right, this one uh honestly a lot easier. I kind of it really fit where like left field, third base had some arguments there. Catcher had some arguments. Everything else was kind of just oh, it's perfect where there's one guy that's very clearly above the rest at each position. Uh so just to go down the line at catcher, we have Yasmani Grandal, first base, Jose Abreu, second base, Jonathan Shoup, shortstop, Francisco Lindor, third base, Josh Donaldson, left field, Eloy Jimenez, uh, center field, Whit Merrifield, right field, Hunter Dozier, and D.H. Nelson Cruz. Uh,
0: one, I think this is lovely. Uh, mm-hmm. Two, Jonathan Scope. Because Fuck that name right. is nonsense. And Eloy Jimenez, not a Y sound.
1: Right, that's fair. Yeah. No. Go you ahead. know what? Of all the names I'm going to get wrong here, I knew I was going to get Eloy's name wrong because I've gotten it wrong every time I've ever said it. And Jonathan Shope, scope, scope. I know. Scope. I know. I just—it's just, a mm, get. Dude, he was on the Orioles,
0: and I used to. I was like looking, and they must have said it while I watched the games he played. Like he, they must have. And literally, I didn't realize it until he was on The Brewers. Like, that's, yeah, I, I say them because I hate when I get them wrong. And uh, I'm letting all you lovely people at home know that we get them wrong, too. Uh, quite a bit. Oh, so, so much. And it always feels a little bit racist when you get, like, the Hispanic ones wrong. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not. It's just that you, you, you don't have the exposure to the Hispanic names. But, like, damn it, if it doesn't feel a little bit worse.
1: <laughs> no, Definitely. Um, but, yeah, like there's a lot of good defensive catchers in here. Um, it's one like Grandal, Grandal, obviously the best. Yeah, Mitch Garver. Um, who was it from the Pirates? Uh, Perez, uh, Roberto Perez. But, again, Grandal is just such a great defensive catcher. Has his good years offensively, um, so I had to give him the nod there. Um, Josh Donaldson at third base. Him, Yoan Mankata. Uh, Jose Ramirez, good options, all three of them, but Josh Donaldson has that history and that ceiling. Um, and I just, I know all of them have their health issues. Yoan Mankata, probably the healthiest of the bunch by a good margin, but I I really like Josh Donaldson. He's just a oh, really good player to watch. And understand I understand this truth completely. Mm-hmm. and then DH surprisingly was uh it's loaded in this division. Yeah, it uh, is. let's see the White Sox have Encarnacion, Nelson Cruz, um uh Jorge Soler uh for the who is um, all of a
0: sudden the Royals. Royals, all of a sudden a massive home run hitter.
1: Yeah, 48 home runs last year uh still had a lower OPS uh by a good by like 200 points, 150 points from Nelson Cruz. Who had over a thousand OPS last year, which I did not realize. Dude is like 60 years old and is smashing the fuck out of the baseball.
0: Oh, yeah. he uh, He's, he's, just, he's, I don't even know why he's there. He's, he's, he's there because he wants to be, because he can, because he's, he's never going to die. I think that's what we just needed <laughs> to come to terms with. He's never going to die.
1: I hope not. Uh, any comments on the batters in the AL Central?
0: Um, Eloy, oh sorry, not Eloy. Whit Merrifield at center field feels like an odd placement. Why'd you go with him?
1: Because that's where he was listed on the depth chart.
0: Wait, really?
1: Yeah. I I did a double check. I checked his um uh his stats from last year where he started. Whit Merrifield just on their depth chart is listed as a center fielder.
0: Fascinating.
1: Who are some of the other AL Central
0: center fielders?
1: Uh, the only one I could name off the top of my head is Oscar Barcado of the Indians, but
0: uh, he's not great. Adam Eaton, I think, is not Adam Eaton. Ada, there's some Adam white dude for the white, for the white Sox.
1: The White Sox, I think.
0: Oh, okay. i was gonna say there's a really good defensive center fielder for the White Sox who's a terrible bat. Uh, <laughs> at least last I checked, anyway. Um, the so Tigers just... never have anyone good. Yeah, I went the off the depth honestly, chart
1: for uh, Whit Merrifield this year, just for reference. Last year, seventeen appearances there, uh, eighty-two at second base, seventy or sixty-one, excuse me, in right field. But you know, gotta gotta take what they give me sometimes, and yeah. it was a good fit.
0: Fuck man, I, I I get it. All right, then yeah, then then that was it. Let's let's talk, tell me about the starting pitching.
1: Ah uh, man, this one, this is a really good starting five one of the one of the good ones uh mike clevenger shane bieber jose barrios lucas giolito and matt boyd um surprisingly the royals don't have a starting pitcher there i don't know why i said surprisingly it's not surprising at all because their starting pitching is awful uh who is it brad keller is their ace right now which is not much um so I threw Ian Kennedy in there as the setup man for the Royals. Not fantastic, but at the same time, the AL Central doesn't have great relievers really anywhere outside of Brad Hand, the closer for Cleveland. Um, starting pitchers, a lot of really good ones. Also a lot of bad relievers.
0: Um, Yeah, no, this seems to make sense.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, there's there's Gosh. some more guys that I would have liked to added. Carlos Carrasco, um, Dallas Keuchel. Detroit didn't really have anybody, um, but all around there was a lot of good options there.
0: I'm just trying to figure out: is the, do you have a tiger batter?
1: Um. Yeah. Uh. Ooh. Uh. Jose? No. Oh shit! Did I fuck this up already? Oh god damn it.
0: Yeah, cause Grandal White Sox, brady White Sox, Scope is on the Twins. Lindor, Indians, Donaldson Twins, Jimenez, White Sox, Merrifield Royals, Dozier Royals, oh, and Nelson uh, Cruz show, Scope. So wait, Scope's on the on the Tigers now?
1: Yeah. That's I think that's why I had him there, because he is the oh. only player of note for the Detroit Tigers.
0: That's so sad. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it is their lineup. Do you want me to go through their lineup because it's awful?
0: The Tigers lineup?
1: Yeah. L- yeah, let it rip. Uh so Christian Stewart, uh who is this? Jay Jones, Cameron Mabens. Okay. Uh, C- CJ Crone, Jonathan Scope, Nico Goodrum, uh Jay Candelario.
0: Heimer. Heimer Candelario.
1: Heimer, uh, Austin Romano, catcher, and then Miguel Cabrera. Oh, Jacoby Jones. Jesus.
0: Oh, okay. Wow, Wow, those are some names, man. That feels like all the names that were like that other player on that team that you really liked that you forgot was on your team for like a minute.
1: mm -hmm.
0: Um, And like they all banded together and formed a team.
1: No kidding. Uh, it's, It's like a quadruple A lineup plus Miguel Cabrera.
0: Which isn't saying much at this point in his career. <laughs>
1: no. And then, you know, Matt Boyd, Jordan Zimmerman, Spencer Turnbull, Ivan Nova, Daniel Jordan Morris.
0: Zimmerman. That's how I always want to say that name. Jordan. Jordan Zimmerman. Yeah, uh, so
1: uh, I definitely think it's going to be the Tigers fighting the Orioles for last place this year.
0: Uh, as is tradition. Um, <laughs> who do you think wins, this AL Central team or the AL East team?
1: AL East, I think.
0: Yeah, it seems pretty handed uh, as well. Uh, or no, that's not the, that's Not an expression. Seems pretty uh,
1: uneven. Maybe I don't even know. Uh, I mean, the AL Central team's definitely good. The the pitching is not quite on par, but I think it has the potential to be extremely good. There's just a uh, a couple more holes in uh, the batting lineup than. Oh, I don't even want to call them holes because they're still good players. It's just. It's not quite the peaks that the AL East is. Yeah. All Ready right, let's go the- to the West. Okay. All right, Ale West at catcher. Not a lot of options, so I went with a young guy coming into a second year, only played half a season. Sean Murphy of the Ocean of Wow of the Oakland Athletics. Excuse Sean me. Murphy
0: of the Ocean's Eleven.
1: <laughs> uh, then at first we have Matt Olson, second base, Jose Altuve shortstop Carlos Correa. We're going to skip third base for a second. Left field is a rookie. Kyle Lewis of the Mariners, Mariners, Jesus Christ, the Mariners center fields. It's Mike Trout, uh, Joey Gallo in right. And Jordan Don Alvarez at DH. Love it. Um, yeah. So Kyle Lewis rookie in left fields, not, you know, a top 10 prospects. Uh, I think he's still a top 25 guy. I've heard a lot of really great things about him. Just kind of happens to be that, you know, left field is really weak in this division, and the Mariners are really fucking bad. And there's not a whole lot of options with them, unless I wanted yeah. to go, you know, Evan White at first base over Matt Olson, which just seemed... Ooh, excuse me. Oh, excuse me. Uh, you. Which uh, just seemed like a travesty, so...
0: We're... We, when Chris Davis actually plays baseball and doesn't DH, where does he play?
1: Um, what do you mean?
0: Like when Chris Davis does non DHing appearances, what position is he?
1: Oh, for the Orioles, he's a first baseman.
0: No, no. The, uh, the, the good Chris Davis.
1: Oh, in Oakland. Oh, I think he's a right fielder.
0: Damn. I was going to say, cause he could be, cause I'm trying to rack my brain about outfielders mm-hmm. in this division. Um, it's not coming to me very clearly.
1: Yeah, no, there's there's not much. Uh, like I think it's Yuli Gurriel for. Ooh, uh, no, the left Astros. field. Really? Oh, yeah. God. Um. Then it's the other guy that I was confused with Yuli Gurriel. Um. Oh no, who, I, meant, I super meant, utility I meant, guy.
0: I meant Chris Davis is left field.
1: Oh really? Okay. Yeah.
0: Who's Who's super yeah. utility guy?
1: Um. The Astros super utility guy. Uh. The old dude marvin Gonzalez? Because uh, he's
0: on the Twins now.
1: Yeah, I don't think so. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, don't I, know. I assume Yuli Gurriel is still playing first base for them. I was just—if it wasn't him, it was probably that other dude.
0: Yeah, 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 him. Yeah, yeah, we we hate him. <laughs>
1: Um, so other than third base, do you have any comments, questions, or concerns with the AWS batters?
0: Uh, not at the top of my head. I'm trying to find, figure out a reason to get the Astros out of here, but it's tough thinking about five different teams, second baseman yeah. and shortstops off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say no, but
1: yeah. All right. To third base. Um, there was a lot of tough decisions when I was making this. I could not, for the life of me, decide between these three guys because, oh my God, all three of them deserve this spot. Uh, Matt Chapman of the Athletics, Anthony Rendon of the Angels, and Alex Bregman of the Astros. Um, If you ask me right now which is the best of the three, I'd probably argue Bregman has the most potential and is probably the best uh, all around. Rendon has the best bat, and Matt Chapman has far away the best defense. Uh, you know, not saying he's a slouch. Also, because I'm super biased against Matt Chapman, I wanted to put him in here, but I also didn't want to disservice Rendon and Bregman. I just, I can't make this decision, so I'm gonna make you make it.
0: Oh, um, fuck. I will pick Matt Chapman.
1: Oh my God, Josh, I love you so much. Yeah, I also needed to blow my nose, so that was a really convenient time for uh, you to be the only one talking for a second,
0: (sighs) and for me to take a long time to do it. Um, yeah, you know, I'm not saying Rendon's going to face a whole another world in pitching because the NL East that he's coming from is a very strong pitching uh, division, but like, you know see how he fares against it it'll be different Mm -hmm. um i think al pitchers tend to do better as a result of um no not do better in stats wise but perform overall at a higher level because they have more flexibility in their role because they don't have to worry about like hitting and by that i mean i don't necessarily mean the actual act of hitting but like the fact that like they're going to get pulled in like the sixth inning even though they're rolling because <laughs> the batter the pitcher spots up and they need to the other, their team needs to score more runs so um yeah uh, that's it uh, i would take out carlos correa in favor of Andralton simmons uh, <laughs> I, I i have been looking at, at, at depth charts to remind myself and um and i have god the second baseman in this division Fucking suck. <laughs> oh my god. Um Shed Long of the Mariners. Cause fuck you.
1: <laughs> what about uh, DH to replace your Don Alvarez? Because I know there was another guy there that was a good option. I just don't remember who it was off the top of my head.
0: Uh Shohei Otani?
1: Oh, that's what it was. I had him in there, and then spoiler alert decided to put him in there as a pitcher instead. So
0: All right, right, well, let's speaking of which, let's get to the pitching.
1: All right, so starting pitchers for the AL West, we have Justin Verlander, Corey Kluber, Shohai Otane-san, Zach Grinke, and Justice Sheffield of the Mariners. Uh, I feel like the first four names are all really obvious. Um, I don't have an athletics guy in there. I originally was uh, kind of torn between Frankie Montes and Sean Manaya. I think both of those guys are very good. I probably would have given Montes the uh, the edge there,, uh, but I decided to put Liam Hendricks in as the closer instead, along with Roberto Osuna as a chance to give Zach Grinky a spot uh, at starting pitcher because i I think he's better than both of those athletics guys, and I fucking love Zach Grinky. Um, yeah, I thought this <laughs> this is probably, you know. I keep saying this three for three, but this is a phenomenal pitching staff and I love them. Um, and then justice Sheffield, man, it's, he's the only Mariners pitcher starter reliever with any upside whatsoever. Um, I mean, Marco Gonzalez was their listed ace on their death chart. Um, who was the, who was their number two? Uh, no. Oh, uh, you say Kikuchi.
0: Oh, okay. And I I,
1: I would have felt really awful having to put Yusei Kikuchi in there after a a 5 year season. season. You know, Justice Sheffield pitched like eight innings last year but definitely has major upside. And when you're behind, you know, the veterans and the flamethrower that is Sohi Otani, you could kind of have that young gun with the flamethrower of his own to, you know, have that little risk-reward, so... One of those options that just well, we went for the fun guy.
0: I mean I feel it. I, I'm rooting heavily for Justice Sheffield. I uh, he was a, a yeah. Yankee, a Yankee prospect, so I want to see him succeed because he seemed like a very genuine and cool dude. Um, who was
1: he? Who was he traded for again?
0: That was the James Paxton trade.
1: Ah right right right. James Paxton, pretty good pitcher, but didn't make the list. So I guess that means Justice Sheffield's better.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm not sure who else I would really um put on here. Um, Lance McCullers
1: was an option. Um,
0: technically, uh, Mike Minor could have been an option. Uh, same thing with Lance Lynn, weirdly enough, in his like seven fucking WAR season. Um, both,
1: my opinions on both of those guys are known. Uh, I would have felt dirty including either of them in a all-star lineup. But, yeah, you know, Klubot,
0: killing it. Justin Verlander, no one likes, but he's killing it. Uh, Zach Renke, everyone likes, and he's killing it. So, yeah. Roberto Asuna, no one likes, and fuck him to death. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Not, yeah, not a whole
1: ton sense. of great relievers uh, in the AL West, but uh, two really good ones.
0: Well, who's the other guy on the A's that was really good and traded them away? Did they trade him away? Who am I thinking of? They
1: did. It was... um. But it's no, I'm thinking of Lou Trevino, Trinan.
0: didn't he have? Oh, I am thinking of Blake Trinan. But also Lou Trevino was good.
1: Yeah, but I don't think he's quite on the level of these two guys.
0: No, Roberto Asuna is definitely better, which fucking sucks. I don't like saying that, but it's true.
1: Yeah. Um, I looked up Liam Hendricks' stats just uh, as reference when I was doing this. I forgot how crazy of a season he had.
0: Oh, it was an um, amazing
1: season. He struck out everyone last year. Like, he pitched, like, 80 innings and had 123 strikeouts. Yeah. Wild. He he good, he
0: good, he good.
1: <laughs> Ready for the NL East?
0: Yeah, let's do it. So, uh, oh, actually, real quick, does the AL West team beat the AL East team?
1: I would say so. I would say this is the team to beat so far.
0: I would disagree.
1: Really, I think I would they're...
0: take uh, I'm going to match it up. I would take Gary Sanchez over Sean Murphy. Right. I would take I would little. take Matt Olsen over Trey Mancini. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so tough to tell with Altuve because how competent is he? We don't actually know. I guess I go a mild Altuve um, over LeMayhew.
1: Yeah, I... honestly, I'd I'd have a push between the two. All so right, D. we'll D. call Le it a Mayhew push. Last year, it. I would take over the Jose Altuve of possible regression. Uh, overall, Altuve uh, has definitely had the better career, um, but I for this season, I would take a slight edge for DJ Lemayhew. Oh, right,
0: well, then we'll call it a push between our two opinions. I uh, give me Bo Bichette over Carlos Correa.
1: Uh, yeah. I, got, I gotta take Carlos Correa there.
0: Yeah. I don't get it. He's I've never really been impressed by him. The player
1: it's, I think it's just the health thing. Like he is never healthy. Um, yeah, I know. And th- this is a perfect world. I, I did not take injury uh, into this when I was actually considering the players. Um, I know I mentioned that with Aaron Hicks, but he's, he's not even listed as the starter. So I, I just didn't want to go there, but I'd take a, Healthy Carlos Correa over you know a Bo Bichette that has played half a season.
0: Uh, I don't know. I want that sweet, sweet Bo Bichette. How much? Ah, uh, how much WAR do you think? Um, not that, it, not that it's the most meaningful. Like, it is a catch-all stat. but doesn't mean it's the end-all, be-all of stats. Uh how much do you think he's uh, Carlos Correa has put up in the last two seasons combined?
1: Ooh, um, seven, four and a half. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's, 2.9 it's last brutal, season man.
0: and 1.7 in 2018. Uh-huh. And that 1.7 no. more season, he actually had 110 games under his belt with 468 plate appearances.
1: Wow. That's brutal. Yeah.
0: yeah. So fuck Carlos Correa. Give it give uh-huh. me that sweet, sweet Boba shot. So so far I'm uh two two to one for the AL East, but uh you gotta you gotta take Matt Chapman over Raphael Devers, I would say. Yeah. So two to two. Uh give me Giancarlo over Kyle Lewis. That's three to two for the AL East. Give me Mike Trout over Brett Gardner. That's three to three. Really? Uh, ooh, Joey Gallo against Austin Meadows is actually an interesting question. Yeah. I'll take Joey Gallo, though. So that's four to three. And then give me JD Martinez over Jordan Alvarez. So we're coming four to four. A sweet tie heading into the pitching. Um, this season, give me Garrett Cole over Justin Verlander. Give me. Oh, Chris might be hurt all season. But if we if we take that away, give me Chris Sale over Corey Kluber. Give me Blake Snell over Shohei Otani. Uh, give me Zach Greinke over Hunjin and Give me Justice Sheffield over Johnny Means. So three or two for the East in the pitching department with um, Osuna beating out Workman. And uh, Chapman to Hendricks is such a fucking push. Um, you know, actually, I'll take Hendricks on that, too. So... I guess I evened out. I totally evened out.
1: Yeah. So I have a one-man advantage, AL East over AL West. I'll take Cole and Sale over Verlander and Kluber. I'm taking Otani and Grinke over Snell and Rue. And I'm going to have to take John Means over Justice Sheffield just because we've seen John means play in the MLB. We haven't really seen Sheffield.
0: Actually, that's true. I should change my vote too. John means does have an all-star appearance, whereas justice Sheffield is still trying to figure it out.
1: Right. And then you got to take Ozuna over workman and you got to take Chapman over Hendricks. Um, So I think I'm giving the advantage to the AL East, but I think the ones that the AL East wins are close. It's it's so t- I can't give definitive advantage to one over the other. It's hard well, when you look at it we, like
0: this. We we need to play this out, Corwin. We, we do. Need, we, we need, need to the call up MLB, to MLB. Follow through here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's do the NL.
1: All right. Uh, so this one was actually kind of tough because finding a place for uh, the guy on the Mets and finding a place for the guy from the Marlins is. Impossible because both are bad, um, you know, especially compared to the, the strengths of other positions. So at catcher, I have JT Robuto. Uh, first base, Freddie Freeman over Peter Alonso. Second base, Ozzy Albies, shortstop Trey Turner. Third base, Jeff McNeil of the Mets. Left field, Juan Soto. Center field, Ronald Acuna Jr., Right field, Brian Anderson of the um, of the Marlins over Bryce Harper. Um, I don't feel great about that. Uh, Jeff McNeil at third. I don't love it, but he. I mean, he deserves it. Um, It's just one of those things where I needed to fit him in somewhere. I almost put Jonathan uh, Villar there for the Marlins and put Bryce Harper in, but I just felt like the Difference between McNeil and Villar and Anderson and Harper just favored Jeff McNeil. So, ah, uh,
0: yeah, yeah I, I I understand your rationale. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any Marlins I can name off the top of my head. Starlin Castro's still down there, is he? Uh, I be- I believe so. Uh,
1: at second base or sh- shortstop should be
0: second base. Um,
1: he's nowhere close to ozzy Albie's.
0: No, God, that's the thing. Is like even the player. It's one
1: of those comparative advantage things where it's like, yeah, it could work there, but you're missing out on a really great player if you do.
0: Yeah, no, there's it's it's not worth it. Uh, no, I think this is this is pretty much perfectly constructed as to how it would probably go, given that allocation. Uh, I think you say you're pretty, I, I'd say you could get an argument out of, out of certain fan groups saying the uh, Pete Alonso instead of Freddie Freeman. Mm. Um, but I don't think either one's technically wrong.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I, this is definitely, uh, I think I don't want to call this the worst team so far because they have some really great superstars, but I don't know. I just I don't. They're lopsided. Feel nearly as strong about this team as I do for others so far. They're just they're just very very lopsided because
0: where they're good, they're really good, and where they're so so, they're really really so so.
1: Yeah. Uh, ready to move on to pitching. Yeah. This, again, four for four. Fantastic pitching staff. Max Scherzer of the Nationals, Jacob deGrom of the Mets, Aaron Nola of the Phillies, Max Freed. Of the Atlanta Braves and Caleb Smith of the Marlins, uh, along with Sean Doolittle of the Nationals and Edwin Diaz of the Mets as our closer. Um, I think I went with Max Freed over Mike Soroka um, because I love Freed's curveball. Uh, it's beautiful. It's I, you know, I'll say this: the curveball. We've talked about this in the past. Is the most beautiful pitch to watch. I love it. I love great curveball throwers. That's why I love Aaron Nola as well. Um, I also just don't have a ton of faith in Mike Soroka. I know his ERA was beautiful last year, but he doesn't strike anybody out. His whip isn't spectacular. Um, his you know advanced stats, his Sierra and his FIP weren't Nearly as good as his ERA, and I just I don't have the same faith in him as I do with Max Freed, despite Freed having I think it was uh, over four ERA. Um, and then Caleb Smith, I took over Sandy uh, Alcantara. I, I, if I got that wrong,
0: Alcantara.
1: I, Alcantara, you know what? I'm not even going to apologize. That's a weird name. Um, not that it's bad to have that name, just it's so confusing. Um, I, I have a lot of love for Caleb Smith. I love watching him pitch. I don't get why Sandy was an all-star last year. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and I just, I think Caleb is just the all around better, better pitcher.
0: Um, I think if I recall correctly, Sandy Alcantara had a really, really good first half.
1: Uh, as someone who owned him in my fantasy team last year, uh, he did not.
0: <laughs> no, then, then I have no
1: excuses. That was, was all I had. It was extremely mediocre. Caleb Smith had a phenomenal first half. I okay. Think, or second half. I don't know. But it, it was one of those things where I was upset about it and was vocal about it on this podcast last year. And it still upsets me to this day.
0: Um, I'm trying to find it. Why do I have his batting stats? Who gives a fuck about his batting stats?
1: Yeah, especially in the NL, I, um, I, he wouldn't bat anywhere else. But
0: uh, he wasn't bad. Uh, Three point eight two ERA in the first half. That's not bad. He had a complete game shutout. A yeah, um, hundred innings just in the first half. Yeah, seventy Maybe strikeouts.
1: I I just, uh, had a lot of. I'd say he's uh, looking his... at it with rose-colored glasses, except that they were sunglasses, and everything it was just black.
0: The other problem is he took a fucking bunch of losses. He went 6-14 and on the season, which fucks up a fantasy owner, which is the reason I bring it up, uh, because the Marlins are terrible. Yeah. Yeah, he had two complete game shutouts this season.
1: Yeah, good on him.
0: Ain't that some shit?
1: That is, in fact, some shit.
0: Uh, Good for you, Sandy.
1: Yeah, I actually watched him pitch today.
0: His 14 losses led the league last year. As did his two complete game shutouts.
1: <laughs> All right, he beat the Yankees today. So,
0: ah, good yeah. for you, Sandy. That'll <laughs> probably happen to us a lot
1: this year. <laughs> Anything else in the NL East?
0: No, I think. uh just just a, a quick mention. I really really like this um, bullpen. The 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 two pitchers you chose for that. Yeah. Uh yeah sean doolittle is a super fun and very good relief pitcher and i know edwin diaz suffered a little bit of mets curse there in his first season there but when he's on he's a great fucking pitcher like this would be be uh, yeah. two really really tough dudes to face
1: thank you i agree next up we have the nl central uh this one was really tough for me because boy do the pirates suck Um and it was hard finding a spot for them. Same with the Cardinals. Surprisingly, it was hard finding room for both of those teams in there. Yeah, because um,
0: the Cardinals suck.
1: Yeah. So start things off at catcher. We have Wilson Contreras. It was basically Hammer Yadier Molina, and yeah. I don't think that's much of a contest uh, anymore. Uh, you know, five years ago, that's a much different story. But uh, first base, Josh Bell, as the only pirate of note that doesn't play a position uh, that is also occupied by Christian Yelich. Colton Wong at second base, making an appearance for uh, the Cardinals. Um, this was a tough one too. This one was uh, Colton Wong, uh, Keston Hiwa, and wow, that sounded... high, hi- I believe it's high actually he- he-
0: he- he- Kesten Hira. Keston Hira.
1: God, we're going to sound so racist. I again. think I
0: think you and I had this conversation cuz he's from we,
1: California too.
0: We watched the game. We watched his MLB debut, I'm pretty sure together. <laughs> yeah, we
1: <did>. And I <laughs> yeah, think we did. I
0: think that it was pronounced Keston Hira. Uh,
1: I'll I'll know this for sure when I see my first Brewers game again this year, but uh, I I can't give any strong feelings towards one pronunciation or the other cuz I have no fucking idea. Uh, but also Mike Knostackus was in this consideration, but Colton Wong got the gold glove, and he happens to play for a team without many other good players. Um, Because I wanted to give Goldschmidt the spot, but again, the Pirates are so bad, Josh Bell kind of had to take that place for him. But moving on, shortstop is Javier Baez. Third base, Chris Bryant. Uh, Took him over uh, uh, Eugenio Suarez. This was just kind of a a gut feeling. Uh, I didn't need to put Suarez in there for the Reds. I just felt like Chris Bryant's more of an all-around player. I know Suarez uh, had a monster year last year with all those home runs, but I like Chris Bryant, so I went with him. Left field, obviously, is Christian Yelich. Center is Lorenzo Cain. And right field, uh, the Reds man and Nick Castellanos.
0: Uh, Right on. I yeah. don't think I have too much to say about it. This, again, feels like exactly all the people you would put on this list. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to point out uh, that every time I hear Josh Bell's name, I can't help but think that that was what Josh Peck's name would be if he married Drake Bell. And I just picture the Drake and Josh TV show where they're a married couple. Um <laughs> And, and this also is,
1: a chubby black man?
0: Uh, yeah, and like, it's the best, <laughs> I gotta say.
1: Uh, I That's can't I wait it, for the Pirates to just refuse to give that man money, and we miss out on our next, you know, franchise player.
0: I bet you can't wait to trade him for Slapdick Prospects 1 and 5. <laughs> oh my
1: god. Alright, you're gonna make me cry during the middle of this episode. <laughs> yeah, so let's move delicious. on to pitching. Yay. This was uh, actually pretty fun. A uh, lot of good options here. Again, five for five.
0: There's definitely uh, one name here I don't know. I'm excited to hear you talk. Okay,
1: okay. Uh, I already know who that is. Uh, so starting off, we have Luis Castillo, Jack Flaherty, uh, Trevor Bauer, Sonny Gray, and Mitch Keller. Uh, Mitch Keller is a very highly touted prospect in the pirate system. Um, had a mixed bag last year, but is still meant to come back and kind of be the guy for the Pirates next year Um, with Tyone being spotty for the past couple years. And I just personally don't have a lot of faith in Joe Musgrove. Uh, He was kind of, again, like justice Sheffield, the upside play, Um, especially with the names that you have in the top four spots, you kind of have that Liberty to have him in there. And he's a pirate that I'm allowed to have hope for, which is rare. Uh, and his name is close to my last name, so fuck it, dude. I'm a Mitch Keller fan.
0: Uh, all right, I I can yeah. appreciate the rationale.
1: Also, the Reds have three starters in this rotation, which I know is crazy.
0: They've done such a good job with the rebuild.
1: I know, I love it. Uh, they honestly, I feel like they could have had a fourth in there too. I don't remember who the fourth name was off the top of my head.
0: Uh, Tanner um, Roark. I don't
1: know. Definitely not Tanner Roark. Yeah. Definitely not, but whatever. It's there, uh, and then uh, fuck words uh, relief pitchers. Another good relief uh, pen bullpen. Uh, this is probably my favorite: uh, Craig Kimbrel and Josh Hader. Uh, That's an interesting
0: fucking bullpen,
1: right? I definitely wouldn't want to see either of those guys. Uh, probably as much as any one of these other uh, relievers that we have in this you know entire MLB list. Uh, Josh Hader. Scariest reliever around, my favorite reliever. Uh Kurt Kimbrell, he's got that weird arm thing, but he's still a good pitcher.
0: I guess for now.
1: Yeah, for now. He's old. Is there who who else would you put in there over him? Because there was there's a couple options, but I feel like he was the big one.
0: Ah, oh, again, racking my brain on the spot for names is never never goes well for me. Um, um
1: Jordan Hicks would be an option, uh, if he didn't just have Tommy oh, John. Yeah. I um, feel like
0: there's someone on the Reds that's worth mentioning, but I don't know who that would have been. Excuse me. Was there anybody for you?
1: Ah, oh, God, it's hard off the top of my head. I'm going to look up their depth chart. Uh,
0: because the Cubs famously last season had a terrible time with their bullpen. Uh, Amir, the Garrett, Brewers, of, Amir Garrett's it. the guy I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yep. Um, hey,
1: man, the, if you want to start a fight with the other team, Amir Garrett's the dude I'm going to take, uh, even if it happens to be against the Pirates. Dude has no fear. Yeah, and dude charged the entire the Pirates game
0: for that. It was amazing. Yeah,
1: it was. That was probably, you know what? No, not probably. It most definitely was the most fun game I watched last year by a lot.
0: I watched dude, that highlight. How the, the Pirates were
1: very clearly on the losing end of that. That was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen on a baseball field.
0: I'm trying to think. I know that the, um, I'm sure the Brewers have a guy that impacted their team last season but didn't matter beyond josh hater uh the pirates i don't know anyone on the fucking pirates
1: keon Kell is the only dude of note, and even he's not phenomenal
0: so then yeah no i got nothing uh who wins the nl east or the nl central
1: Ooh, um probably the nl east
0: yeah, I think it's a fucking cakewalk for him too. Yeah. Honestly, not. There's,
1: just, ah, there's, a, there's a whole lot of a meh in the NL Central. Like, there's good players all around, but NL East has some superstars on there. You know? Yeah, yeah. Especially, no. uh, especially pitching. Like, uh, I love the pitchers in the NL Central, but NL East is just unreal.
0: I agree. Let's uh, let's close it out with this NL West.
1: NL West, catcher uh, was kind of a, a weird option. I went with Buster Posey because, again, man, the Giants just have fucking nobody. Um, then at first, we have Max Muncy, second base, Ketel Marte, shortstop, Trevor Story, third base, Nolan Arenado, left field, Tommy Pham, center field, Cody Bellinger, and right field, Mookie Betts. You really could just throw the Dodgers team in here and have a fairly decent team on its own. Um,
0: Fairly decent all star team.
1: Yeah. Like if you had the Rockies plus Dodgers, I feel like the team would be essentially the same level. You know, you replace Tommy Pham with like maybe Charlie Blackman, maybe AJ Pollock. You have Buster Posey being replaced with Will Smith, and then Cattell Marte is. I don't know Gavin Lux, but that's still a phenomenal team. Yeah, so many superstars here.
0: Yeah, it's it. it, it I, the, sorry, we've been struggling to get um, Orioles and Mariners into some of these spots. This this the Dodgers are a team where you struggle to get get some of them out of
1: these <laughs> spots. Very true. Yeah, pitching. If you're ready to move on to pitching, I'm ready. About the same. Uh, we've got Clayton Kershaw, Walker Buehler, Madison Bumgardner, Armand Marquez, got that one yep, right, totally. Johnny man. Cueto, and then we have Kenley Jansen and Kirby Yates in the bullpen. Uh, man, I left a note in here for myself just to make sure I mentioned it. This starting five would be so much better if it wasn't for the just uh, stupid rule where everyone has to be included. Like, Armand Marquez, if we did this before last season, definitely would have made the list. But, yeah, you know, I mean, Johnny Cueto is probably the worst pitcher, worst starting pitcher in this. And unless you'd rather have Jeff Samarja or uh, who was the other guy? Um, ugh, fuck, played for the Orioles, played for the Braves last year.
0: Um, oh. Um, Kevin uh, Gaussman. Yeah, I didn't send him something with a G
1: yeah Kevin Gaussman Giants they might you know they might be fighting the Orioles and the uh the Tigers for first pick again next year it's those three teams are just so devoid of talent. It's unbelievable,
0: yeah I'm looking at their depth chart right now, um I don't know who s duggar is i think it's sammy duggar uh, feels right but it could also be sean because i don't fucking know don't know who a dickerson is i know who mike yastrzemski is in the center field brandon belt is still at first that's nice uh m <laughs> dubon at second don't know him brandon crawford is still there sure um Evan Longoria, third, fine. A rotation of Johnny Cueto, Jeff Samarja, Kevin Gassman, Drew Smiley, and then L. Webb, followed by no T. Idea. Anderson, D. Rodriguez, and Tyson Ross. Uh, catcher is Buster Posey. And the bullpen, I don't know a single name. So, uh,
1: Tony Watson's still there, right? Yeah. This is yeah, a he terrible... Was the Pirates Closer a long time ago.
0: Terrible team.
1: Yeah, it's not good. Not good. They it's a good so. thing that San Francisco put a ban on gatherings over a thousand people because, first of all, there's no way the Giants would have gotten a thousand people to show up, and now they have a good excuse.
0: Fucking so guess so. Uh,
1: yeah. So that's that's everybody. That's all ninety something names. Uh, who, anything- uh, who wins between the NL East and the NL West? Uh, I got to give it to the NL West. That's that's too great of a team. I'd probably say the NL West has taken the taken the whole bag. All you right. Know, like if you had a seven game series here, um, man, like I think the offense in the NL West is better, but uh, the pitching in games games four and five, you know, actually, if it's a seven game series, you're only going to have the four starters. So I think they could pull it out, but.
0: So basically what you're saying is you're predicting a Yankees-Dodgers World Series, but with extra steps.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: All right, got it. Incredibly got it, got it. so. <laughs> I got you.
1: I like this. This is fun. This was fun. I'm glad I thought of this and was able to put it together when I had some time today.
0: I'm proud of you, buddy. I had,
1: I had some fun putting it together.
0: All right, shall we uh, shall we talk about the developments with the coronavirus in sports?
1: Yeah, we uh, we probably should. Uh, so the NCAA today came out and said that they're going to be holding the men's and women's March Madness tournaments without fans in attendance. Uh, it will just be the teams, essential personnel, uh, and some, some fans in attendance. Uh, so the Big Ten tournament announced the same. Uh, just because I've been following them closely, I saw that the, uh, Golden State Warriors announced that they will have the rest of their season uh, commence without fans in attendance. Uh, and I know multiple other leagues and teams have had that discussion and I assume are going to be waiting to hear back as well. Um, it's like I said earlier, San Francisco said that all gatherings of more than a 1,000 people are um, prohibited for the time being. So we'll see how this unfolds. Uh, I know there are a lot of colleges that have shut down their campuses. Uh, too many to name off the top of my head, but a lot of uh, a lot of those events are going to be either outright canceled or being held without fans. A lot of uh, college football teams have canceled senior, or sorry, uh, spring practices and spring games. So this is this is going to be a thing that is affecting the rest of the year, not just the, the rest of this month. Um, there's going to be a lot of repercussions about this, and it's definitely going to be interesting to see where everything falls.
0: I know we joked about this last episode uh, about the whole playing in silence thing, but genuine question: If you were an athlete and you're going to play in one of these games, would you rather play in silence or ask? Uh, the powers that be, if they could pump in like even dull crowd noise through the speakers, I, just to have background sound.
1: I, I don't know. Like it's it's definitely going to be weird. Uh, like, like piping in sound prefer? like that. I know the the Falcons got fined a lot when they did that, even with fans in the stadium.
0: Well that that's why they got fined
1: though. Right. That,
0: yeah, because they were making it artificially louder.
1: But I feel like there's just so much to just there's just so much to break apart there that it's hard to say I I I don't even know. Like we we'd really have to sit down, put together arguments. It's just it's so much.
0: I think if I was a player, I'd rather have the noise, but it does make for a very weird logistical and i I guess ethical question for sports because they don't do it um yeah the fact that these are like statewide decrees means like it doesn't even it's not even like um the mariners because seattle said 250 people was their limit um it's not like the mariners can even be like all right we'll give it a month it's it's whenever the city of seattle decides to lift it and that's why I don't know if you saw where the Mariners are apparently seeking to um find a ballpark that can accommodate them outside of Seattle. Wow. To escape that 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 thing so that they can still start playing opening day games because they're not confident they're going to.
1: Oh god, this is this is gonna be a long season altogether.
0: And a really big thing that's going to come out of this is what happens to the concession workers and to the janitors and to the overall operations staff the game day staff who are hourly and are basically just de facto losing their jobs for some x amount of time
1: Mm -hmm. it's
0: it's gonna be big it's gonna be real big oh yeah like what do uh what do the what do the yankees do with their money do they start Spend refunding it. tickets like do they say <laughs> is, is it going to go into a coffer for, for the thing i just said about about the game day staff like um how do you how do you how do you the season ticket holders um the city this uh, every city that has a team is going to be losing money because like now you don't get to collect toll fare during game day and uh, the trains aren't going to be used no one's going to be paying for that uh you don't get to collect tax on all the things that teams would have or fans would have bought in the stadium and all types mm-hmm. of things like that. We're looking at millions of dollars. So it's going to be a weird, weird time. It feels very surreal.
1: I'm really excited to start seeing these kind of, um, seeing these games in action, like March madness, uh, most recently, uh, well, I guess not recently. Uh, closest to where we are now, just seeing what it's like watching these things on TV when it's like this. I uh, just it's it's gonna be interesting to watch because you don't actively notice crowd noise for most games, but at the same time, I feel like you're gonna notice its absence when it's not there altogether
0: it's startling like even if you're at a, an event a game as nothing happening in the game people are still like talking mm-hmm. you know like there's a general level of white noise of just chatter that's going to be gone and it's going to lead to more echo because instead of like soft human bodies with like soft clothing on to absorb sound it's gonna be hard plastic chairs and hard concrete uh foundation like it's going to echo more it's gonna be real weird
1: uh yeah i I don't even know what else to say about that
0: uh on the other hand i just bought a direct flight round trip ticket to austin for 130 dollars.
1: holy shit really yeah yeah can't wait good on you i need to do something like that i need to go somewhere
0: the uh i'm going in october so i'm not exactly worried about running into this
1: Damn, I should start planning something. You wanna plan something? You wanna go
0: somewhere? Let's go everywhere. That's it's free.
1: Yeah, you're right. Alright, like, after we're done recording, let's legitimately do this.
0: Yeah, man, let's do it. Um, any anything else with with this?
1: Um shit. Uh I don't think so.
0: Neither do I. I mean, because of the whole coronavirus thing taking over uh the sports news cycle there's really not been much else going on and uh, we covered a lot of it last uh this past monday's episode so there's not too much to go over so yeah i think we're i think we're set
1: all right take us out josh
0: yeah if you want to follow the show on twitter you can do so at juicing pod and if you want to hit us up via email you can do so at juice of the at gmail.com and uh until monday y'all have a good one bye